with a three right away. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Insight NBA show. Mondays are coming in clutch, a weekly show previewing the games ahead every Monday. As always, we're brought here today by the Standard Squeeze, Ryan from Astute Newstead, and Bonus Bank. I'm the Supercoach Matrix, and yesterday I was a bit lonely doing it solo. So today I'm here with the big horse. I've pulled you out of bed because Skitty's pulled out on me. Mate, you look tired. Oh, I'm buzzing. I love NBA. The moment you said, do you want to do a pod with me? I got a bit of a chub, and then I'm like, yep, let's get it on. So here we are. We're going to discuss yesterday's game, or tomorrow's game, sorry. And, um, yeah, hopefully we can give you an insight as to the week ahead and try and give you a leg up. Mate, when I have a look at what's got me running, a little bit of cherry ripe, a couple of powers with the uh, with the uh, with the hammer in the last podcast. I've got my what standard squeeze. I might do a shot oh, of that at, just, to, just to get me going. Ash's homebrew gets me, Randy. Um, but on, on coming in clutch, we're going to preview the eight games ahead. We're going to do a deep dive into an old trade between the Kings and the Pacers. And we're just going to cover some waiver wire pickups along with having some fun along the way. Um, mate, our previews are brought here today by Bonus Bank. Uh, Bonus Bank is Australia's number one match betting site. Match betting is Australia's most profitable side hustle. Take advantage of bookmakers' bonus bets to make risk-free and tax-free income every week. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a heap of tutorials and everything on there. Um, bonus Bank's free to join, so have a look and make your first $75. Uh, for less than a couple bucks a day, you can upgrade to a premium account, of which you get a discount using code INSIGHT for 25% off. Um, look. Learn how to use some bonus bets. Make a free account. Look into it for yourself. Um, but I know we've been making a little bit of bank out of these guys. So, Yep, they're good. I've signed up myself, had a bit of a run around the the app myself over the last couple of days. And I won't say I'm a lot up, but it's pretty easy to make some money. I'm pretty impressed. Look, and let's head into tomorrow's games of uh, – of which the first one is Boston versus Charlotte. Um, Lamelo has been on absolute fire. I know he was a trade target for me in the last week. I tell you what, if Lamelo goes down, I'm going to be losing in a lot of leagues. Um, but I suppose all the news, um, and and I covered it last week, was uh, Bridges. Mm. Um, he's been averaging 18, four and a half rebounds, three point five assists, one and a half steals, and a block since his return. Uh, look, he's been great at basketball. I'm glad you said at basketball because we're talking about basketball and not the shit bloke he is outside of basketball. But for the Charlotte team, it was it was something they needed. They needed a bit of a pick me up. We know what sort of what sort of chemistry rather that Bridges and Lamelo have as a running duo. They're very exciting to watch, and I think you'll find Lamelo's assist numbers will pop now that Bridges is back too. Their alley oops, their backdoor cuts. They like playing with each other. So. Terry Rozier is out, out this game as well. Um, Rumoured to be back later on in the week. I know that he's he's been a little bit of a hold. He's been good to start the year. Um, but with Bridges back, I have seen, you know, Gordon Hayward, um, his minutes haven't dropped that much, but his production has. The same with PJ yeah. Washington, the same with Brandon Miller. You do, I do sort of get the feeling that Terry Rozier, LaMelo Ball and Miles Bridges in the lineup 
could mean the end of those three guys, um, Gordon Hayward, Brandon Miller, and PJ Washington, to your fantasy teams. Yeah, I'm totally on board with that. And also, Nick Richards is out with a concussion at the moment. So look for Mark Williams to play more minutes at the center position. Which, which is exciting. Um, look, he's he's rostered in a lot of leagues, uh, but I do really like Mark Williams. So just enjoy that if you did draft him. Nick Richards has been a surprise, um, but he is out, out at the moment. Um, heading over to the Boston Celtics, it should be noted, and I have seen some people picking up Al Horford. Um, Al Horford is a great get, but on back-to-backs quite often he sits. Uh, doesn't, doesn't always play play, uh, yeah. play those, um, and especially against Charlotte, I do wonder if he's going to get rested tomorrow. Yeah, I tend to think that this will potentially be a blowout early and that they're going to give their second unit a fair bit of a run here. Yeah, I, I, I sort of agree. Um, Celtics, actually, Grizzlies were really good against the Celtics, um, and you know that I would have done everything in my power to watch every minute of the Grizzlies games. They were really impressive today. Um, but what I did get to get a bit of a look at today was Sam Hauser. Um, he's been really good in the last couple games. Um, you know, 15 and four in the last one. He was plus okay. 17 against the Grizzlies and they won by two. I have added Sam Hauser in some leagues. I implore you that maybe he is a little bit more than just a um, a three-point streamer. Yeah. Yeah, he does more than what the stats give you for sure. Um, look, heading into the next game, uh, let's have a look at Denver versus Detroit. Uh, probably my number one comment about this, uh, Detroit is a dumpster fire. It's disgusting. I I started the year with Cade in several leagues and I've managed to get a little bit of a return on him. I, I think they're going to sit him come January, February. So it's a a sell high point for me, but they're just, they're shocking to watch. Hate it. How crazy is it that Kevin Knox in his last four games, like 34 minutes, 32 minutes, 29 minutes, 26 minutes. He didn't even have an NBA team like two and a half weeks ago. Does that not (laughs) scream tanking already? Yeah. Look, it's, it's awful. Um, Stanley Amude's been getting some minutes again. He played 25 minutes in the last one, and mm. it's like, who the fuck is that guy? Um, look, 18, uh, sorry, 19, 4, and 3. That's like Cade's numbers at the moment. Honestly, there's these people that don't play. Wiseman scored 15, don't reach too much into that. Even Sass has dropped off. Like, how does Wiseman, as awful as he's looked, play 10 more minutes than Marvin Bagley and... Um, and five more minutes than Isaiah Stewart. There's just been nothing going on with the Pistons. The, the only thing I can see with that is that they've already implemented tank mode and that they're just trying to see whether something will tick with Wiseman or whether the investment that they put forward getting him across from Golden State was a waste of fucking time and that they'll just end up dropping him or trying to dra- um, trade him for a bag of peanuts. So I think this is just – it's a bit of James Wiseman time at the moment. He will get some minutes, but – it's purely to see whether he knows how to dribble or shoot a basketball. If you've got your back up against the wall and you really need to take a punt on someone, it is probably some guy that you've never heard of from the Detroit Pistons to win your week, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, it is. Yep. Um, look, uh, Denver are playing 
against Detroit. Um, you do wonder if it's going to be a bit of a blowout and maybe uh, Nikola Jokic doesn't get the run that he deserves or that, that he gets every game. Um, but he's going to be really good. One thing I do want to note is maybe how good Reggie Jackson's been in that starting lineup with uh, with Jamal Murray out. Um, Reggie Jackson could probably be owned in, in almost all leagues. He's been phenomenal, hasn't he? The old boy, winding back the clock, running the show there in Denver. They had a bit of a shitter today, but, yeah, they'll bounce back next game. Jokic and- with his worst game as well, 18, 10, and 7, was it? Which, to anyone else, that's an elite game. As for those of you watching on YouTube, Mr. Matrix takes another sip out of his 4-1. and one. The man, like, when you're talking 18, 10, and 7, for a guy like Jokic and saying that it's a shit game, like, that's elite by anyone else's standard. So expect a bounce back game next game. That's also, like, the least amount of minutes that he's probably played and might play all was, year, barring, yeah, in barring injury. Early. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., good ads, good holds. Um, honestly, maybe even good trade targets. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. has been probably what we wanted him to be uh, when he was drafted. And uh, Aaron Gordon is just the perfect role player. You've said it perfectly. Uh, Milwaukee are playing Washington. All these games are at the same time. Um, 10 a.m. for those those playing in Australia. Honestly, when you, when you saw me... Um, Swigging out of me, uh, standard squeeze. I thought that you were just gonna pump out. You're like the man, and I thought you were just gonna go into a rant about how much I drink. You probably don't need to cover that. Um, that on the podcast, no, mate. So. I'm pretty sure the, the viewers know how much that you can put away. But <laughs> tomorrow, Milwaukee, Milwaukee versus Washington. Are you gonna waste your time watching this, or are you just gonna go to sports bet and punt the thirty over for Milwaukee tomorrow? It's hard because I've got Jordan Poole in some rosters. Have, um, have, you, and... have you seen on social media that Washington are now starting to believe that he's not the player they thought he was? Duh. And they're now looking yeah. to move him on. I mean, playing next to Steph Curry, he makes everybody better around him. Um Tyce Jones makes good players better around him. Um, Kyle Kuzma and Daniel Gafford and supporting calves definitely does not do that. Hey, I've got an idea. Why can't Jordan Poole go and play the sixth man like he did in Golden State at Washington? Let Tyus Jones run the first unit and then just let him jack shots with the second unit. I mean, he'll get like he'll get hot. He'll score points. It'll be all right. Him beside Kuzma, just not going to work. No. Um, yeah, look, it's hard. Like There are some. I've actually enjoyed watching Denny Avdia, though. Love watching him play. He was a waiver wire pickup for me earlier in the season, and he's quickly turned into a solid 12-team, um, not so much a stream, but a keeper for me now. There's nobody on this team that can stop Giannis Antetokounmpo, though. Um, look, get on 30-plus, 15 rebounds, and five assists-plus. Um, it's going to be Is a huge all? one. I was going <laughs> 70 points, 30 rebounds, 27 assists, five blocks, seven steals, and that's all. <laughs> Um, Malik Beasley's been up there as a, as a good player as well. Um, Bobby Portis is probably a streamable option as well. Um, maybe if we expect him to be blowing up, you know, and, and we expect the bucks, you just said 30 plus, maybe a Pat Connaughton or a Portis or a Beasley are a really good play. Yep. Especially with Crowder out or Bochamp even 
He uh, he looks the goods, not so much on the stat sheet so far, but he looks a nice player coming through for the Bucks. No, let's head into Chicago for the next one. Uh, Miami versus Chicago. Miami have been bit by the injury bug, but it's sort of been a next man up situation for them, hasn't it? Yeah, they've actually done really well, haven't they, just to keep that ball rolling. Duncan Robinson, probably one of the better streamable players in the league at the moment. He's doing a bit of everything. Yeah, he's been good. And um, even uh, Jamey Jaquez Jr., um, he's been really good as well. Just getting those minutes. Um, Duncan Robinson's been good. Actually, the Bulls and the Heat played just a couple days ago. And, of course, Bam scored really well, uh, just being a lot younger than Vooch. Um, Jimmy Butler always scores really well. But but really good matchup for Duncan Robinson as well. So, Yeah, for sure. Um. Kobe White, um, do you think that he should be rostered in all all comps? He's been probably a top 140 player, but do you ch- chase the upside? I'm not sure he's worth giving up that stream spot. I think that he's somebody that you could get in for some games, but what do you think? That's a big call. It would depend how many beers I've had as to whether he'd make his way into my team or not. Uh, in a 12-team scenario, no. 14, 16, yes. I think he will be twelve team, a 12-team keeper once Levine goes, and it's a worst-kept secret in the NBA. He's shitty with the Chicago Bulls organization. They won the other day, and he stormed off the court. So it's not a matter of if, it's when he gets traded, and when he gets traded, it'll be the Kobe White show. Now I am I'm with you. Um, let's look at the the Knicks. Uh, the Knicks are playing against Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota have been the best defensive team basically in the comp, um, and Gobert and Towns are working it out, aren't they? Surprisingly, yes, they actually look kind of good together, and I really good. Yeah, I gave Gobert a lot of flack in the preseason, given his inability to put one foot in front of the other on defense, but he's playing good D. Like it's almost like he could have been injured last year and he's wound back the clock a little bit. His his perimeter defense has been a lot better this season. He's getting a lot of stocks, our steals and blocks put together. Towns, he had one down game, but he's averaging almost a double double each game. Um I, I really like their team. Is it due to the I guess the consistency and the chemistry they're built from having the same team for such a long time now that they are now comfortable playing with each other. Look, I think so. They had to, they had to work it out a little bit. Um, Again, nothing has changed, but I think everybody's just sort of fell into their roles a little bit better. Like um, Mike Conley's playing 30 minutes a night, but he's not jacking a lot of shots. He's just passing the ball around, making everybody better around him. Jaden McDaniels, is just a role player, which makes it better. Kyle Anderson heads up that second unit. You know, they put him out there with some shooters and some guy that, guys that can handle the ball. And then you've got Gobert and Towns. They sort of alternate a little bit. Uh, you'll have some lineups where Towns is, you know, playing with the bench unit and Gobert's with the starters. Um, yep. Always playing that 30 to 35 minutes a night. Barring injury, this is the best Timberwolves team I've seen in my lifetime. I think you're right. I think you're right. Like even the uh, Kevin Garnett, Sam Cassell, Latrell Sprewell, Wally Zerbiak team of the, what was it, late 1990s, they were great. But 
this team just they have a bit of a spice to it, don't they? And this is yeah. even without Pat Beverly and the bloody best play-in champions ever jumping on mm-hmm. tables and shit. But I'll tell you what, though, if RJ Barrett and is it Quinton Grimes is out tomorrow, Dante yep. DiVincenzo is a really nice streamable option there. He had 25 and three steals in the last game. Yeah, and he's good. I just I do get a little bit worried that it was against yeah. the Hornets and now it's yeah. against the um the Wolves that have been defending really well, but yeah, definitely worth the stream. He's going to get those minutes. For sure. Josh Hart as well. He's been dropped in yeah. in a in a few leagues. He's been a good rebounder, um but hasn't offered anything offensively. No, not really. He's he's very hot and cold with his offense. He does get you your out of position rebounds, but need to see more out of our boy Joshy Hart in order for him to be any sort of relevance in a 12-team format. Now, am I missing something with Mitchell Robinson? Because he's been really good, and I've never been – and I've got him in a lot of leagues, but I've never been offered so many trades as I have with Mitchell Robinson. Can I tell you that you can't buy Mitch Robinson off me for cheap just because he scores four, six, and six in the last couple of games. He's got 14 rebounds and four blocks. He's got eight rebounds and a block, 15 rebounds in a block. I don't have him to score points. If you've got Mitchell Robinson, he's a hold. His free throws haven't even been that bad. Well, looks like I'm not buying him from you. There you go. News flash. You aren't. And that was and that was put out to Phil Unfiltered. Um, yeah, I okay. guess. <laughs> <laughs> Let's duck over to Sacramento and yeah. New Orleans. Um, Fox has been on absolute fire and nobody is going to be able to stop him in New Orleans. No. I have got Sabonis in, I think, three leagues and he started off really slowly. Like he was almost to the point where I'm like, oh, do I try and sell up to try and get some value back on him? But his past week and a half, he's almost averaging a triple-double and making players like Anthony Davis look small, just going to town inside, looking really, really good. I know Huerta's had his injury concerns with that that finger, but he should be rusted. 100% he should be, yeah. Um, Let's have a look at the Pelicans, and I think both Dyson Daniels and Jordan Hawkins can be rusted. Uh, they're both, I suppose, just just playing a, a really good role with the, with the players that are out. Um, they're probably getting an uptick from Zion being out, to be completely honest. Um, but, look, Ingram's been great. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas has been good. But Dyson Daniels and Jordan Hawkins will be on your waiver wire. And if you're looking for a streamer, they're all right. Yeah, I really like what Jordan Hawkins brings to the New Orleans team. They struggle with shooting, and he can catch fire really quickly from outside. So, yeah, if you're looking to bring in someone for for threes especially, his free throw percentage is really nice as well. And his three, the threes that he does take, they're good shots. He doesn't just jack shots up. And for those of you that are old enough to remember his old man, Hersey Hawkins, he was a really nice three-point shooter as well. Um, I'm not old enough to remember that, so thanks for the uh, trip down uh, memory lane. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, mate, let's look at the Clippers versus San Antonio. I'm not going to have any more digs about your age. Um, Zach Collins is a trade target because he's been really good, and I think people are going to be thinking that they're selling high on Zach Collins if you target him. 
I, yeah, I, I really like him. He works really well beside Victor Wembanyama, doesn't he? Like he's he's yeah. a stretch big. He does the dirty shit inside, so it allows Victor to work around the perimeter. I I really like him as a keeper this year. Like this isn't a sell high. I think this is the production you're going to get from him for the year. Um, some guys that I think are droppable are Trey Jones and I think Jeremy Sohan. I saw him getting dropped to the waivers. I think that we are now seeing the pecking order at San Antonio with Jeremy Sohan and Trey Jones. I think you're right. People were all over Jeremy Sohan to start the year given his point guard power forward status, but he's just too inconsistent for me to hold in a 12-team format. You know what? I think that he can be can be held now. I think that he's doing doing enough for you to pick him up and have another stab at him because he is sitting on okay. the waiver wire. Okay. For those of you that are watching this, comment, are you on Matrix, Matrix's side and you're picking him up or are you on my side and not touching him with Matrix's old mate? <laughs> yeah, so you're getting pretty close to touch him. Um, but <laughs> la- la- last night I had a bit of a chat. Um, about James Harden, because I wondered if he is a you know a sell high after that match winner against the against the Rockets, or whether mm. he is a buy low candidate because he's been so I suppose ordinary in his first few games in LA, and he's showing yeah. a little bit of a flash. And um, and yep. you know what, he's taken eleven shots and and made nine of them in the last game. Do you think he's a buy low or sell high, or just don't touch him with your old fella? I think it's still a buy low. I think with a with a player like Harden, he's a ball dominant player and he's he's going to demand the ball in his hands. We know that it has been Kawhi's team and George's team, but what have they done in the past to demand any sort of, you know, preference over Harden when they've got no championships or any relevance to speak of? So if it's working with Harden with Westbrook coming off the bench, I think this is a really nice buy low situation where if you can get him and not have to break the bank to get him. I think he'll be nice in the back end of the year. My concern when I had a look at his stats, and I'm probably just going to have a little bit of a look at my notes from last night, was how efficient he was. And Mm -hmm. I don't really want to see that as a negative thing because you're going to be sitting there going, wait, you're saying about how efficient James Harden is? I'm talking about the fact that he only took 11 shots for his points. Like, yeah, I just, I think, Harden to be to absolutely get cooking, he needs to be in a completely different situation where he's taking those 20 shots a game. Um, he seemed to make the guys around him a little bit better, which isn't something we've always seen from Harden. But I think yep. it's Paul George's team, James Harden and Kawhi Leonard are just gonna fall in in and uh they're gonna take turns as to being the um the second players on the team. Quick one for you then. Where do you see Harden's rank being yep. by year's end? Top what? 40. Top 40? I'm, I'm 40. with you there. Yep. Yeah, I don't – like I – and I, I hate to keep throwing back to my leagues, but when you're in 10 leagues, um, if you want to believe me as to when you would sell Harden as when you and when you would buy Harden, this is what I actually put my, put my money into. And I worked so on a trade for – for Lamelo, uh, using Harden as a as a trade piece because I expect Lamelo, even though he's a bit disappointing early. When you have a look at the fact that uh, I believe the coach wasn't as transparent about how much he was training before the before the season, so the first game of the Hornet season seemed to be 
how would I say, like his preseason, so he was working himself up to match fitness. Now that I'm seeing in, him in this tremendous match fitness, I was moving heaven to earth and I used Harden as a piece to get a Lamelo ball in my team. So Nice. Mate, they're the – oh, there's one more game. That's Houston versus Golden State. Um, and I know Houston are on a back-to-back, but I still really think that they could beat Golden State in the, how would I say, state that they've been in at the moment. Yeah. Yep. Um, no. No. Houston really? on the back-to-back. No. Houston on the back-to-back. Golden State. Curry's had a little bit more rest. It's almost like a a bit of a rivalry, I guess, that – well, not so much a rivalry between teams because they have been at it in the past, but Brooks just talks that much shit. You can see Curry sort of steps up his game a little bit whenever he plays against him specifically. He did it when he was at Memphis. He'd done it already this year against Houston. I anticipate he's going to step up again and torch him. It's just really hard because there's been nobody else really offering anything. Wiggins was really good in the last one. I hope to see he that continue. Um you know, he's been a guy that's honestly been dropped on waivers for somebody that yeah. was taken in, you know, your top 80s, your top 90s. Um, It's been a phenomenal fall from grace for him. But he's somebody that I like, and I think Dylan Brooks with his cool down is somebody that you can nearly consider to start dropping. You're not going to drop him before a game, Um, but maybe, you know, again, if he scores another 10, 12 uh, with, you know, not too many rebounds and stuff, you could just get rid of him. Yep. One name I do want to throw up to you, and I don't know how to say his name properly, Brandon Podziemski, is it, for Golden State? Let's just call him Pod. Yep. He's not 12-team or 14-team streamable, I don't believe, but anyone in the 16- or 20-team league, are you looking at him? He gives out-of-position rebounds. He dishes the rock pretty well, shoots the three pretty nicely as well. I think until Dre comes back or... You know, like yep. Moody or Kaminga Kaminga aren't really putting that, that, that was a mouthful. That, that, Moody yeah. <laughs> Moody or the Cumbucket. Um yeah. just really really haven't been putting their hands up and say said play me. And Pod's just I suppose taking advantage of the situation. Mm-hmm. I expect him to get minutes for the for the rest of the year. And yep. I like him. He's a baller. Mm. Backyard ballers. Yeah, sir. Yeah. Mate, um, look, we'll just delve into this one um, really quickly. Let's go into some waiver wire pickups. Um, sure. Might be good to to wrap to wrap this up after how many uh, after the time and um, and pulling you out of bed and everything like that, mate. Um, oh, is there anybody that you've targeted in particular uh, picking up off the waiver wire this week? Yes, Jonathan Isaac. If he starts yep. to go north of 20 minutes, his defensive stats are unbelievable. That's my number one target this week. I'm also looking at Precious Achiwa in 16 and 20-man leagues, just given that it almost looks like there's a bit of a timeshare there with Jacob or Jakob Pertle at Toronto. So Achiwa's cracked north of 20 minutes in his last three games and has been starting in third quarters coming out after halftime. So... There's a bit of a timeshare there. He can shoot the three, gets boards. He's been adding to his assists. He's got five assists, two out of his last three games. Not a bad pickup, really. And they don't have that much depth there, so they are they some don't. guys that you could that you could look at. Um, yeah. 
mate, I'm just looking at some of the waiver wire pickups, and you've already mentioned him, Dante DiVincenzo, nearly 4,000 teams um, adding Dante this week. Um, a guy that I was looking at was Sam Hauser, um, small forward, mm-hmm. power forward, um, 2,700 people adding them in, in Yahoo. Um, Eric Gordon, um, I was a bit surprised by this. Um, look, he's been scoring okay. Um, I think the 40 minutes was a bit of an outlier in the last game. He's obviously not going to play 40 minutes a night. It's going to be in and around that 29. But he has scored over 10 points in his last four or five, Um, scored 20 and six assists in his last one. Um, Just on top of that, Matty, I'm just reading up on Bradley Beal. He's going to be reevaluated in four weeks as of yesterday. So that is potentially why he's being streamed so high. He's going to get another run at it for another month. Yeah, I like it, and I like that for Booker. Maybe a trade mm, target for love Booker. It, Booker. Yep. I see Brandon Miller being added in two thousand one hundred uh, comps. That. I don't understand that in any way, shape, or form. I was betting unders on him on the weekend. Uh, yep. Wiggins is only owned in seventy one percent of leagues. I understand nineteen hundred people picking him up. Uh, Kevin Knox has been both picked up and dropped. Um, He's been seeing the minutes. He's always seen, he's under seen over twenty four minutes in every game he's played. Even dropped mm-hmm. over thirty minutes for a couple games. But uh, yeah. with the dumpster fire that is Detroit, if you're gonna throw a dart at someone, uh, may as well be him. Yeah, I guess so. I don't watch Detroit anymore, so I'll leave that to you. <laughs> um, Beasley again could should see yep. some minutes. Um, Against Milwaukee, uh, against Washington, um, again, the logic is that the starters are sitting and one of those lower-tier guys, like your Beasley, sees a lot of minutes. Um, yep. Bilal Koulibaly added, um, again, could just get an extended run, maybe against the bench from Milwaukee. And Where, um, where do you Hunt see Jr. his value? Matty, before we go, where do you see Bilal's value at? Top 120 by the end of the year. Yep. I agree. I think it could even be top 100 given that I think they'll start the tanking early and he's going to get more minutes. Yeah. The thing is, like, the more minutes he's going to be playing, his efficiency is going to drop off as well, uh, which ha- yeah. which hasn't been too bad. But um, I actually really like the kid. He's great so to watch. I. Yeah. Yep. Um, again, just rounding it out, Isaiah Joe, Gary Trent Jr. and Pat Connaughton. Um, Gary Trent Jr., probably much like your precious Achua take. Um, mm-hmm. There's just not a lot of cavalry in Toronto at the moment. Uh, Grady Dick hasn't proven to be too much. More of a yeah. threes and point streamer, which gets the occasional steal. Um, I don't mind adding, adding Gary Trent, but just expect to drop him in a week or so when he goes cold. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Mate, uh, any final words? No, thank you for getting me out of bed. I appreciate it. I've enjoyed this, and hopefully I won't be the last cap off the rank next time and I'll be invited first. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You've listened to an Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Cheerio. See ya.